This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Welcome to Lake Community Church's Morning Bible Study. We are in Exodus chapter 5, finishing up uh, the chapter, and it is really a prelude. It is a uh, it is a ver- couple of verses that lead us into chapter uh, 6, and chapter 6 kind of is a pause in the story. And the reason chapter 6 is a pause in the story is, well, uh, we've got a crisis of leadership. We've got a crisis of belief. We've got a crisis of uh, how do we move on from here? How do we move forward uh, due to the circumstances of the moment? It is actually a great lesson for those who are serving God, for those who are doing the things God has uh, called us to do, and uh, realizing that there is a struggle uh, in in our calling. There's always a struggle and making sure that we're doing exactly what God's called us to do and operating within that call. Uh, oftentimes, uh, uh, when you're when you're doing what God called you to do, it's always going to deal with people because uh, God's whole mission on the planet has to do with people. And uh, when you're figuring out what your giftedness is and where you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to do it, well, it's not going to be easy because you realize even though you're serving a great God, he's a good friend and he, he loves us, uh, that, uh, that the people are rough. I used to say this all the time um, when I had a uh, church secretary and I was a pastor. I, I'd walk in the door and I'd say, man, you if it weren't for the pastor and the, and the congregation, you'd have a great job. Uh, and, and that's true. <laughs> you know, when you're... Uh, when you're serving God, you're definitely dealing with people because the service of God has to do with glorifying him. And where do we glorify God? Well, we glorify God within the hearts of men. Uh, the kingdom of God, in fact, is in the hearts of men. That, I mean, that's what we're here doing. It says, uh, the Bible says that you won't see the kingdom with uh, with uh, careful observation. It, no one says it's over here or there it is because it's in your hearts. That's what Jesus told us. And so... Uh, Oftentimes, uh, when we're when we're servicing serving God, we have a crisis of confidence in the path in which God has called us to serve Him. And uh, in all actuality, uh, Pharaoh and his reaction to uh, God's call and uh, God's message uh, is going to uh, shake. Uh, it's going to shake the people of of uh, of Israel, but it's also going to shake Moses. And uh, Moses is going to uh, take on their thoughts, and he's going to focus himself on what they're feeling and they're saying, rather than what God's calling and what God's doing. 
And uh, so many times that's easy to do. I'm going to tell you as a pastor, that's easy to do. If you're leading a small group or if you're a, uh, you're a ministry team leader or you're, you're out there, you, you know, there's all kinds of uh, areas and places of service that people are in in the kingdom. Even if you're uh, leaving an ad hoc committee, uh, some, sometimes we, we like to have those uh, ad hoc a uh, group of people that are handling certain things. Sometimes it just doesn't work out the way you plan. Sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't head in the direction you thought you were. Or you might be in charge of something very important, which is your family, and um, and the people uh, face adversity and difficulty, and uh, they 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 start whining about the situation. That happens. That happens a lot in life. And let me tell you something. There's no replacement for good leadership. There isn't. There's no replacement for a strong, purposeful uh, leadership. Now, we don't just lead for uh, leadership's sake. That's not how that's not how the kingdom of God works. We lead because God's called us for a purpose and for 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 a reason. We lead because we realize that uh, the effects of what we do uh, are are lifelong and they're eternal, and they last far beyond uh, this life. But they're important to people because of the strength that they are provided in this life. And so we we can't get uh, down in the dumps. Uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to, you're, you're going to say, well, this didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Or wow. I'm, you know, we started heading down this road and you know, these folks ain't following me at all. Or man, we're doing this and ain't working out any way I thought it was going to work out. And that happens. That does. He, uh, you know, Moses went and Aaron and they're on their journey and God's called them and we've had the burning bush and they go meet with the people of Israel and, and, the, and the elders and Aaron speaks for Moses and, and they go, Oh, we're in. We're, let's get out of here. Let's get gone. And then they go tell Pharaoh, let our people go. But, you know, we kind of don't say it exactly the way God said it. And then, uh, Pharaoh says, uh, no. In fact, uh, I'm going to make it hard on you. And, and what happens? Well, the people start whining and complaining. It didn't work out exactly the way we wanted it to work out. Well, you know what that calls for? It calls for uh, leadership. It calls for God's leaders. And, and let me tell you, leaders are more than just, more than just the people who are uh, at the top of the food chain, as, as we would say, more than just the peak. Uh, uh, it, leadership is throughout and replete throughout the church. And uh, God's people have to turn around and say, yeah, I know it's that time and that season. Yeah, I know it's difficult. Yeah, I know uh, it's it's it doesn't always work out. But you know what? I got to step up and step out. I got to get going. Uh, I got to do what I was called to do. Um, I, I know we we're in this uh, Bible study, and and you've heard me uh, tell this story maybe a couple of times in other Bible studies or, or at uh, uh, in in the church worship service. But I, I count it as a great lesson of God. Uh, a, a time where God really spoke to my heart. Uh, he said, uh, uh, "I was I was pastoring the first church I was supposed to pastor. I I, I call I was called to that church at 26 years old. I uh, I went there and preached my first sermon, and then the next week I turned 27 years old. Uh, now you say, well, well." Wow, that was kind of young, and it was. It was too young. In fact, uh, it was foolishness for me to be called, and it's foolish for, foolishness for me to go. But you know, sometimes uh, you you chase after God, and you you don't necessarily hear exactly what you ought to heard, and do exactly what you should have done. 
but you know, God's already, God's already desired and he's desired to uh, lead you. He's desired to guide you. And you know what? You can't make too bad a mistake in the kingdom of God because it's all paid for. And by the way, a mistake made in faith is just a mistake in hearing God's, uh, uh, God's, um, voice. And let me tell you something. God doesn't punish that. That's not a, that's not a mistake that is made uh, a mistake in, in deciding and trying to figure out where God's will is in a matter is not a wrong mistake. It's not sinful. It's born of faith. It's just not, it's just not perfect. And let me tell you something. Uh, perfection doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, manifest itself all that often in your life, even when you trace that chase after God, uh, by faith. Uh, you, you can't make mistakes trying to find and chase after God's will. Uh, you, you may not do it right. You may not do it correctly, but you can't make mistakes doing it. Let me tell you something. That's not a mistake. And so, uh, and so I, I tell the story. I, I went and preached the first, uh, my first sermon, which was, uh, Easter ser- service. Uh, it was Easter Sunday morning. And that is the worst time for a pastor to go to a new church. Uh, because, uh, what happens after Easter in most churches? Well, uh, everybody heads for, uh, well, I would say head for the hills, but what they really do is they head for the beach, uh, or, or the lake, or, well, they just, they just, uh, uh, detach from God for about four months until you get to September. And then, you know, we have to do a lot of praying for football season. So we got to come back to church. Uh, that's a joke, but, uh, not really. Uh, and so, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's how it kind of works out. And so uh, I can remember preaching that first sermon, and I went to that church as a young man. I was fired up, but uh, the truth is the circumstances there weren't very good. Uh, the pastor had run off uh, with uh, his wife's best friend, but they didn't run very far. They just ran about a mile down the road and got a house and shacked up together. And so uh, that was not a great environment. The church had shrunk by probably uh, 70, 80 percent. And, uh, it was just, it was just a bad situation. And when I got there, uh, I, I, I was giving it all I had at 26 years old, 27 years old. And, and, uh, and I can remember I was in the middle of the summertime. I'd get there early before Sunday school started. We're talking about a Baptist church. It was a little Baptistical, but it was Baptist. And, um, I'd get there early to shake everybody's hands as they came in and there weren't many hands to shake. And, uh, I, I got there early to do the, do what God had called me to do and, and be fired up. And I can remember it just being so, so hot that summer and it was late July and I was out there and I'd gotten there early and, you know, few people showing up and nobody, nobody fired up. And it was just one of those drudgeries, uh, I could tell on their faces and, and uh, I, I, I would pray and I'd pray and I'd say, God, what, what can I do to help them? What can I do to do what I'm supposed to do here? And uh, God said, uh, you know what you're doing on Sunday morning when you stand out there and shake their hands and, and uh, be there early and set up and make sure everything's ready to go? Uh, do that. Do what I do what I do do what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, do what you're called to do. I'm gonna handle the rest. And you know what he did. And over over a few over over some time, that ship turned around and we had started heading in the right direction. And I learned a lesson there. I learned a lesson. Do what you're called to do. Keep doing it. Keep going. Keep moving forward. Because eventually, uh, that kind of leadership, that kind of steadfast faith that uh, causes uh, uh, people to uh, well, it causes people to to take note and, and being passionate and fired up about what God's doing and, uh, excited about the kingdom, uh, it builds, builds strength. It builds, uh, well, it builds uh, a future and it's not built in a day. 
Uh, it, it's not built overnight. It builds over time. Uh, investments of faith have rewards, and, they, and, they, and those investments build up over long periods of time. And the more investment of faith that you place into something, the greater reward down the road. But you got to keep investing. you got to keep pouring in. you got to keep, you got to keep going forward. And, and, and it may not ever be exactly the way you planned it to be, but it's always going to be the way God designed it to be with you right in the middle of it. And, uh, and Moses is having that big crisis of faith here. It says, so Moses returned to the Lord and said, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Well, remember, uh, that's, that's just a misunderstanding of how the universe uh, operates and exists right now. God did not bring trouble on that, on these people. Sin brought trouble on these people. God is in the midst of delivering them from that sin. And let me tell you something, the deliverance of sin and, and the, uh, imp- in the imposition or God placing faith in the hearts of men is a process and it is, it is a long-term process and it requires long-term steadfast, uh, long-suffering leadership. It requires that and it's, it's necessary for that. And in order to see, uh, big things built in the kingdom, big things built in your family, big things built in uh, your service and your ministry and what you're doing. In order to see that, you must be steadfast moving forward. And you know, Moses, Moses is sitting there going, "Why is why are we having these troubles?" Well, in this world, you'll have trouble, and that's exactly uh, that's exactly the kind of understanding you've got to have as a leader, as a person who is uh, called to service. As a person who is doing ministry, I mean, uh, it, from prayer ministry to children's ministry to to uh, leading uh, people in, in in studies to uh, to to serving and building and working on facilities and working on um, uh, plans for the future in every aspect of, of that kind of work and every aspect of what we do, you have got to stay focused and stay on the path. And let me tell you, questioning the path and questioning uh, uh, what's going on is not a bad thing. But let me tell you something, it cannot be done over and over and over again, because you will grow weary, tired, and you will become dejected and you will quit serving God. And that's just not how it works. Um, And I remember God saying, you stay there and you do exactly what you've been doing and and see that I'm going to uh to reward that and I'm going to work things out and he did and uh and he has and I've seen that over and over and over again I've seen people get their feelings on their shoulders I've seen people get dejected and and leave what God's doing and they miss out on God's very very best I've seen people compromise their faith just because they they haven't seen God show up the way they wanted him to and <clears throat> and uh, throw their hands up and uh, go do something that quite clearly God didn't want, the, that didn't, didn't design them for. And they'd said it before, uh, didn't design them for it. And, uh, and, and, you know, they spend years and years not seeing the hand of God, not seeing the passion of God, not seeing purpose, uh, wandering in the wilderness. That is just not the way it should be. He said, why has you've sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak to you in your name, he has done evil to this people. Neither have you delivered your people at all. Let me say this. Uh, <clears throat> you don't know what God's doing. You don't know uh, what, how God's using. You don't know the impact that you're making. And 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 you 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 very rarely will see it uh, through uh 
through the observation of the the moment you're in. If you if you think that's how it's going to work out, it's not. And your expectations of how things are going to be in the moment uh, are, are never ever exactly how God's going to do it uh, in the in the days and weeks and, and years to come. Uh, you know, and I know I'm I'm speaking to. Uh, people who are serving and and working but but you cannot you cannot allow allow the allow your momentary impressions of what's happening in the kingdom of God uh whether that be on a political national level whether that be in uh your family or, or in in the midst of uh, uh your workplace or whether it be in church work also you cannot allow the momentary impressions of the hour to affect the long-term purpose for which you were called uh, to his kingdom. You cannot do that. You must focus on being and becoming and expecting uh, God to be God and for God to honor your faith. And if you do, you're going to be okay. Moses is not going to do that for a moment. We're going to have to have an interlude for a whole chapter. We're going to have to go through God explaining to him why he called him and explaining to him what's going on and explaining to him his position and that he's actually rightly in the right place. We're going to have to go through all that because Moses is going to have a crisis of leadership. Well, you know, I would say to you, let's skip the crisis of leadership thing. Do you know who God is? Yes. Okay. Do you know that God has has gifted you and prepared you uh, to be a uh, useful servant in his kingdom. Yes. Then get to serving, get to doing it. Uh, look around and, 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 and see what, uh, opportunities have, uh, have been made available to you, uh, for kingdom work and get to doing that kingdom work. Do that and allow God to be God. Uh, uh, give God, uh, a full wide berth in your own life to prove himself to be God. And if you'll do that, I promise you, I promise you, I, I have no doubt. It's not even a question in my mind that the kingdom work that you do today will be will be the kingdom increase of tomorrow. And uh, and that tomorrow is coming soon because our lives are real, real short. And that that tomorrow is going to come way even after you're uh, dead and gone because your investment in the future God carries on throughout the generations. And so we're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to move forward. We're going to continue to be who we're supposed to be. And we're going to continue to trust God and expect that God will be God in our midst. Uh, I'm going to do that. I know you are too. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.